When you love somebody, you overlook that person's flaws. You accept your family members, or maybe the person that you married, because the mistakes that they make are a part of who they are. You don't spend time highlighting their blunders on a public podcast. You see past their failings, because, well, people come as a package. I mean, you don't, but I sure do. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can go see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, I thought there'd be no better way to start the year off right as a marketing expert than to introduce you to my husband, the marketing sucker. It's time for a big business blunder. Meet my wonderful, incredible, and amazing husband, who also happens to be the world's greatest marketing sucker. When he's not getting sucked into marketing schemes, he goes by the alias, Victor Garcia, who moonlights as one of the best jazz trumpeters in the world. He loves to put metal to his mouth, and that simple act turns him into one of the most creative musicians you'll ever meet. He's Grammy-nominated. He also sings, plays percussion, bass, piano, and guitar. He's a songwriter and an arranger. All of his talents have led him to perform with artists like Arturo Sandoval, Wynton Marsalis, Dr. John, the Isley Brothers, and Aretha Franklin, among many, many others. He's an adjunct professor at three universities, and he tours the world headlining jazz festivals. All of that talent and the guy gets duped by marketing messages on a regular basis. I've seen it up close, and it gets ugly. Like that time we traveled to Cartagena in Colombia, and within five minutes, he walked up to me to tell me what a sweet deal he got from that barefoot guy on the corner over there who just sold me three bracelets for only 100 US dollars. Or like that time he was at a gas station. A gas station. And he got lured into some guy's offer to sell him pleather jackets out of his trunk because they were, and I quote, a steal of a deal. Or that time, just after I'd first met him, that he told me he was going to record his first album and order $2,000 worth of CDs to be printed. Even though no one buys CDs anymore. Because... And I quote, The chart that I saw on the CD manufacturer's website made it clear that I was getting a much better deal if I ordered way more. Sure, these are the stories that, in hindsight, sound silly. Those one-offs that provide a Britney-esque oops-I-did-it-again feel and might make you wonder why I married the guy. Frankly, they work really well in the retelling from the stage when Victor's performing. But when your marketing innocence invades your own work life, well, 
That even sucks for the sucker. So I got this offer and it sounded really nice. There was this band leader who told me if we recorded a video together, we'd have a couple tracks we could sell to clients, make a whole lot of money, play a lot of gigs, and it could even lead to more opportunities beyond that. Of course, as a young musician and a new father who's looking for a way to provide for his family, it sounded extremely appealing. The fact that he was a bit intense was a red flag, but I completely ignored it because all I was seeing was dollar signs. He decided to book the recording on the date in the middle of winter, but the date happened to land on my birthday. And normally this would be fine, but I'd already put down a lot of money on a reservation for a family outing. So I told him I couldn't make it. I knew I'd lose a lot of money. But he carried on trying to convince me it would be the wisest move for my career. Even though I'd be losing that money, he guaranteed that the recording was an investment. There was a lot of money to be made and I'd be able to make reservations on even more outings in the future. So I canceled my plans, oh, no. non-refundable, oh, no. had to hire a babysitter, non-refundable. Oh, no. So I show up to this session, spent hours under this band leader who cracked the whip the entire time. Oh no! But I got through it. He was happy. And I left pretty excited about the gigs to come. Except there were no gigs. I didn't hear from the guy for an entire year. Never made the money back from my canceled birthday plans. Oh no. The babysitter. Oh no. None of it. I felt pretty upset to have been duped by this guy that I trusted. He marketed the opportunity to me so well that I felt like the ultimate sucker. But wait, it gets worse. I get to a gig that he finally hired me for. 14 months later. Say what? As he's handing out the band books, he tells us he'll be calling out the numbers for the tunes on the fly. Halfway through the set, he calls out number 47 or something. I flip through my binder, don't see it. So I picked up my maracas like a good little horn player, patiently waiting for the next song. Suddenly he looks up straight at me with an angry, what's up, look. Started sing shouting my part to me in front of the band and the audience. Marched right over to me and starts berating me for not playing. And I tell him, the chart isn't in my book. And he didn't believe me, so he starts aggressively flipping through my binder. And then when he can't find it, he grabs it and he slams it on the floor. That was the moment I realized that it's never just about the money. You gotta be happy in the work situation you're in. That particular moment has helped me get out of plenty of other terrible marketing sucker scenarios. I honestly never want to be in a situation like that again, on stage or off. The sad thing is that a lot of young musicians go through this. They get sucked into these non-paying or abusive situations like that one early in their careers. I mean, maybe everyone does in whatever industry they're a part of. I really hope my marketing sucker story will help you avoid similar situations. But if you're just like me, you should hire me to teach you how to play maracas. I know what you're thinking. Jill, he's a real winner. Funny thing about that, 
I think so, too. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message there. That way I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. Pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and my Victor for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs>